My name is Karen Thomas. I'm 29 years old and I'm having a quarter life crisis. Join me, my friends, as we observe, laugh, and analyze the issues that we often feel defeated by as 20 to 30 something year olds. Get ready to learn more about this evolving milestone and, most importantly, how to embrace the quarter life crisis. Welcome to the very first episode of Embracing the Quarter Life Crisis or the QLC which I'm likely to abbreviate it to in the future. I'm your host Karen Thomas and if you have managed to stumble across this podcast then I am super excited for you as I think this is a tool that I definitely wish that I had had in the last three years or so in my life and that's whether it's a tool as entertainment or a tool as some kind of relief or as some kind of help guide or some assurance whatever I just think it's um something that I think is going to prove quite valuable to someone out there so that's great so first things first when i told people that i was creating a podcast titled embracing the quarter life crisis i generally received one of two responses that being either yes i'm fully on board with what you're doing and i'm totally catching what you're throwing or huh (laughs) and absolutely oblivious to the term until of course I actually describe it and go into a bit more detail then everybody gets the drift so for those of you in the huh category in its simplest form a quarter life crisis is that prolonged period of time during your mid 20s to mid 30s in which many aspects of your life so things like your job your relationships your well-being even the use of social media uh, suddenly filled with panic, restlessness and self-doubt. You're apathetic, you're demotivated and for lack of a different expression, life just turns a bit shit, you know. <laughs> well, it did for me anyway. It's not a new concept whatsoever, but it certainly has gone somewhat unnoticed, I think unlike the midlife crisis which is common dialogue really amongst most people so in terms of letting you know what this podcast is about I want to delve quite deep into some of those issues um, that I mentioned so whether it be from a personal or a professional perspective um, I want to touch on those areas as the show continues Secondly, and probably most importantly, I think this show is about giving people out there, you guys, real life coping strategies, tips, suggestions, bits of advice that I think have worked for me in terms of making that quarter life crisis process uh, that bit sweeter. And also I think you know, I'm going to have guests on this show um, later down the track, which is going to be um, quite fun and I'm quite excited about that. But also these these guests, you know, these are my friends 
But if I was to take a step back and actually have a look at them as people quite objectively, these are friends who have got amazing stories to tell, um, have amazing jobs, do great things, um, but it has come at a price and the journey to get there hasn't always been smooth and to this current day isn't smooth. So I think these people are, in my opinion, very good examplers um, in terms of the tips and, and the suggestions and the coping strategies that they've used in order to share those with us. I think that would be um, brilliant. So fear not people, the necessary who, what, where, when and whys of the QLC slash quarter life crisis shall be revealed in plenty of detail. Now, before we even go there, I've realized I've got quite far into this podcast and I've not even really introduced me other than my name. And I think it would make sense for you as an audience to get to know um, a bit more about me and who this Yorkshire lass is with the raspy voice who's decided to create this podcast and why I think I am inadvertent commas qualified to produce such a show and want to talk at length about such issues. So I grew up in the north of England, which would explain me warm and friendly accent. And like the vast majority of people I know, I finished college, I got straight into my university studies, I finished up with a psychology degree, decided that I wanted to educate our future leaders and obviously have homework to do for the rest of my working career. So I did a postgrad for a further year and I became a teacher. Yay. I actually have a very funny story about how I became a teacher. And when I say funny, it's not really funny as such, but it's a very me story. Um, and it doesn't come with the very wow factor of all. When I was younger, I really wanted to um, contribute to the community and that kind of thing but yeah anyway I will I'll tell you about that another time so yeah after three years of teaching in the UK I moved over to Qatar in the Middle East to teach English again a very interesting tale in the fact that this was probably the start of my first quarter life crisis and yes I say first because I actually think um, I've had two because I'm greedy. But yeah, again, we'll go into that in quite some detail. Um, And that was followed by, after one year there, that was followed by another move overseas to Melbourne, Australia, where I currently reside. And I've been here now for three years. Yeah, three years. Well, nearly three years. It'll be three years in August. So here I am. Um, looking back and I could identify at this point of my life that I was educated I'd travelled the world I had a good job I had great friends and on paper I was highly qualified to be living life and living the happily ever after however I just wasn't (laughs) you know I wasn't I wasn't happy Um, And it's that undertone and, you know, still to this day, 
I hate disclosing to people that I am unhappy because I know that there are people in the world who are not as fortunate as I am, who have not had the opportunities that I have had, um, yet I can't help feeling the way I feel and the way I felt in the past. So despite all these really positive things happening in my life, um, I wasn't loving life. Hate that hashtag, by the way. Really, really do. And I wasn't loving life. And instead I was plagued with anxiety and discontentment. Now, again, don't get me wrong. You know, I do really good things in my life and I'm not living this really dreary, pathetic, I've got nothing going on. But like I said, it's the undertones and I think you will recognise them. It's the undertones, you know, you're out and you're having a good time and everything's really good. But somewhere deep inside, there's just that feeling of discontentment and, oh, this isn't enough and what am I missing and blah. Um, so, yeah. And coming from a psychology background, I never think any social experience is unique to me. Although... I probably verbalise a lot of my thoughts on a lot of particular issues more so than other people because I do sometimes feel it's all about me in a very sort of egocentric kind of way but objectively again I know that nine times out of ten anything that I'm experiencing on the grand scheme of life I'm not that special and if I feel a certain way then the chances are there is a wider population who these feelings can be generalised to. And I guess that's what set me out on this path, really. Just that sense of curiosity and need to analyse and overanalyse my situation. Because for those of you who know me, overanalysis is my thing. And that's not always to my advantage, unfortunately, but hey-ho. So yeah, I don't know. I just needed to know why it was I felt the way that I did and in quite a robotic sense, really. You know, I have taken all the correct steps in life. So why am I unhappy? And yeah, so most importantly, other than that, then yeah, I've identified these feelings, but now I'm the sort of person, okay, how the hell do I get out of this? How do I snap out of it? How do I change my circumstances? How do I jump into the happy boat? How do I start using those hashtags that say loving life without using them ironically? Um, so in answer to the first question, the term QLC, after doing a bit of research, I believe was first coined by authors Alexandra Robbins and Abby Wilner. And they were um, university students at the time, I believe, and they wrote a book called The Quarter Life Crisis, The Unique Challenges of Life in Your Twenties. And they were the first to really document this as a phenomenon. When speaking about the book, um, one of the authors, Miss Robbins, she'd reported that, and I'm actually reading this verbatim, the quarter life crisis is a response to instability, constant change, too many choices and a panicked sense of helplessness. 20-somethings might appear to have it all, she said, but there is often a disparity between the impressive trappings around them and their inner emptiness. And 
yeah, unfortunately, I I can relate to that, and it does sound very sad. I think because it it is almost um, bordering on that midlife crisis phase, and it's the time when you're probably meant to have the most opportunities in your life. And as it actually saying, therein lies part of the problem. So many opportunities, so many choices, and out of fear of missing out you are always going to self-doubt in terms of did I make the right choice is this the right path for me so that was in 2008 and since then the research has pretty much been coming in thick and fast ever since um so I came across another particular psychologist a leading researcher in this area actually Dr Oliver Robinson and again if you bear with me I'm just going to literally read out what I thought was some interesting statistics. So he identified that 86% of you in the QLC age bracket admitted to feeling under pressure to succeed in your jobs, finances and relationships before hitting the age of 30. Two in five are worried about money as a result of not earning enough. 32% felt pressure to marry and have children by the age of 30. 6% were planning to immigrate while 21% wanted to complete career uh, sorry wanted a complete career change so as I'm reading through that I'm, I'm doing like a mental check in my head in terms of all the things that apply to me so definitely in regards to that sense of pressure with me being 29 years old nearly just gone but soon to be 30 and being single so the the chances of the marriage and the children coming along before that point i have accepted that it's not probable which is fine and i'm okay with that but there was a point when the pressure was still there um so yeah i completely agree with that and also the six percent who were planning to immigrate check uh, i can put that on my list and then the 21% who just want to jump way out of the career that they're in at the moment and then just do something completely different. Check. Um, you know, again, it, I suppose it comes back down to that whole fear of missing out on what possibly could have been. What are my skill sets? What could have really been good at? What should I have tried to do a bit better in my early 20s to maybe change my path today um, and again a lot of the time it's the fear and the unknowing which kind of makes you stay um, still rather than doing anything about it and now I've got to this point I don't want you as an audience to feel deterred because it is it does sound quite doomy and gloomy and that's the last thing that I want this show to be about and I feel that there is light at the end of the tunnel because the best thing that I found out in regards to all of this amongst all the research that I've done is firstly this is a transitional phase it's not permanent and the whole point is you actually move through it secondly it has to happen I think you have to feel uncertain you have to feel despondent about your current situation and curious about other options to actually take action and make things happen. Otherwise, again, you find yourself static. 
Um, and it's the momentum. It's the momentum of these feelings that kind of keep you and thrust you into a new event or a new experience, which leads quite nicely into C, because in doing so, in taking action, in feeling the way that you do in a current situation or whatever, that actually gives you the opportunity to take control of your life. And in doing that, create your own path, give new things a go, make mistakes. I know that there's a, a quote and a, a friend of mine, he, he loves this quote about making beautiful, glorious mistakes along the way. And that's something that I really take on board because we are so scared, aren't we, to make mistakes. I know I am because we always want to be perceived as knowing what we're doing, knowing that we've got our shit together and the thought of stumbling or tripping up along the way, we don't actually see that as a positive at the time. But, you know, you can look back on that moment and reflect back on it and you think, well, thank God that I did make that mistake at that point. Thank God that I made that choice that I did because that has kind of lead, led me to where I am um, today. So yeah, make mistakes and in doing so, embrace the quarter life crisis. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not under any illusion that graciously bouncing through a difficult time in your life is an easy task. And I want to put that out there as my disclaimer because I know it isn't. But the one thing I do know for sure, hashtag Oprah.Sumi, because that's her line, is that you can make your experience and the overall process a much more enjoyable one through the simplest to the most extreme of things. And that's something that I want to focus on in regards to this podcast. And when I say simplest, I'm talking, this could be retail therapy, which I actually think is a, a, a real type of therapy. Again, save it for an upper, another episode. Finding new projects at work, having a weekend away, finding a new hobby, meditation, um, yoga. Um, if money's your thing, if you found yourself in the past in some kind of financial crisis, taking steps to make sure that you can budget even if it's on the smallest amount of income meeting new people keeping a diary having something to actually reflect and look back on through these times getting your thoughts out of your head and onto the page going to festivals eating good food going on a road trip basically anything that is going to break that monotony that life can be a lot of the time in all fairness and just finding ways to get yourself out there and be a part of the bigger picture because again it's very easy to close yourself off to certain experiences especially if you're in a particular frame of mind or mood and that's why I think all these different ways of dealing with these things are all interlinked somehow so that's where we are going with the podcast um, and in saying that, I think that's probably going to be, I don't even know how long this has been going on. I'm sure I'll find out soon enough. But I think this is probably a good time to wrap things up. Um, if you have managed to stay tuned in and kind of stuck with me throughout this, then thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And even if it was only a smidgen, of what I said if something resonated with you during this podcast 
please continue listening. So I'm hoping to get an episode out a week. And um, that's usually the done thing, isn't it? And um, the format usually will be with a guest for the up and coming shows. The solo thing, mm, it's okay, but I just don't think it's going to be half as interesting as having some of the amazing people that I know on this show. And I think you as an audience will get a lot out of them. So yeah, in regards to the second show and what you can expect, I think the point of the catalyst in terms of what was what was it, what was that experience, what was that thing, what was that event that kind of catapulted you from where you were in that place, what you would deem to be a crisis, to a point of almost um, recovery and a point where you could reflect back on that and think, wow, I remember that point in time and that was crap. And because that was so crap, that is what actually got me into X, Y, or Z. So in the meantime, if you have some kind of input or some kind of feedback or you want to get in touch with me, you can do that either through straight up emailing me at qlc at outlook.com or you can leave me a comment under the show notes on my website which is www.embracetheqlc.com that's www.embracetheqlc.com and of course if you are one of the lovers of social media then follow me on instagram at embracing the qlc or alternatively if you are a, a twitter flicker then you can follow me at embrace the qlc so instagram is embracing the qlc and my twitter account is embrace the qlc so feel free to leave feedback whether it's about this show whether it's about suggestions about where you think this show could go about you know if you have a catalyst that you are currently aware of that was the starting point of what led you to where you are today so hope you've enjoyed what you've listened to so far yeah that's just me going it's over anyway this bit's probably going to get deleted because i've gone on far too long now but yeah until next time take care see ya